everybody. Hello. Welcome back. Fourth one. Yumi Buscemi. This is it. Uh, how it works. We're going to pick a movie that Steve Buscemi's in that neither of us have seen. And then we're going to guess what his role is, what the movie's like. And then we're going to pause. <laughs> we watch the movie uh -huh. and you guys watch it too. Uh-huh. Then we come back and we compare, you know, like, were our guesses correct? Were they really wrong? Then we play a little... Play a little game? New games. Mm -hmm. Game time. And um, then it's over. Then it's over. And then you wait two more weeks. But but yeah, uh, episode four, Parting Glances. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. We're looking at the movie poster for Parting Glances. Clearly. We're just hopping, we're just hopping right <laughs> into it today. Oh, wait, I forgot. Hey, Jesus Chris. Jesus Christ. Do you got somewhere to be? I just had such a nice day. <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, the person looks fine. Fucking stupid ass film. We're just gonna, um, we're just gonna. Fucking... Yeah, yeah. I bet he, I bet he does things, and then, then, then it ends. All right, are we good to go? Good to go. It's sixty-five degrees. How can we leave? So, Chris, what's new with you? Huh? Tell me all about it. You frustrate me. <laughs> um, like I said to you before we press record, just got my COVID dose. First one, Pfizer. Well the, well, the guy said it was Pfizer, but like... You think he was lying? Yeah, well, I just got it from like some guy. Well, I don't think that they're like... No, no, it's just... Here, like... Here's the Pfizer vaccine. Secretly, it's Moderna. No, no, it's just some guy on my block. Oh. Yeah. Oh. This guy named Screwball. Oh, well, he... Okay. That's... Yeah, it was so big, the needle was massive. Right. Yeah. Where did Where did he put it? Where did he what put it? You, <laughs> you know how like things go in different parts of your body sometimes? Um no. Um it just like went around. He it really It went around. The vaccine ran the gambit on me. That needle. It explored oh, it, it went, explored every So it went multiple multiple places in your body. Well yeah, because he wanted to make sure that I got I, I, I it was administered properly, so he put it in my arm and my head and my <laughs> Your into your brain. In my head. <laughs> oh, so just okay. And he did it at other spots. Where? Um. He put it in my ass. He put it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I feel different today. Um. How about you? Uh. Anything go up your ass today? Come on. <laughs> um. You know. Now that you ask. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Weird Monday for you then. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um, I found a mouse in my apartment. And, and it didn't go up your ass? Nope. It tried. <laughs> <laughs> it tried. But I said, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I found a mouse. I first found it outside of my bedroom. And I was like, this is no good. Um, and then I just, like, left the house because I didn't want to deal with it. Also, earlier this week, I, I smelled gas in the house, and mm -hmm. I, like, thought we were having a gas leak, so I also just left the house. You told me about that, yeah. Yeah. Um. Most things happen around here, you know? Right. I'm just kind of realizing that, like, maybe, like, it's irresponsible of me as, like, a member of a household to, like, when there's an issue, <laughs> like... Just leave and, like, not really tell anyone. That's how I treat it. most of my problems in life. You just ignore them. Right. Anyway. And you let it build. 
you let the problems build right until you have no choice but to address them and then by that point it's a real problem right so the mouse built um and <laughs> it then, got stronger well <laughs> i i discovered the hole that it entered my house was in my bedroom um but you know i tricked it and i put an empty upside down tissue box over the hole so it's not an it's empty not. upside down tissue box what are you like trying to catch a leprechaun like you're in grade school <laughs> well it's just kind of like you my... come back the classroom's destroyed oh no <laughs> well my thought process was like okay if it crawls out of its hole then it can only go into this tissue box and then it'll be like oh dead end like there's something wrong that's why i think when i try to pick up women you you crawl into a hole and then you say oh dead end well no but, you know like i'll find an air hole and i'll put it <laughs> You'll find an air hole. I okay. find, I'll find their hole. Their hole. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll put a little a box over it, appropriately sized. Okay. And I'll have nowhere to go but the box. Is that okay to say? No, yeah, that's fine. It's just like... <laughs> Strange? <laughs> it's not, not for it's, you. It's unorthodox, no doubt. Right, and they like It's it? a pandemic. Come oh, on, okay. <laughs> cut me a break. You know what? You're that's that's so true. <laughs> Sorry, I was so hard in these on times. You. Really? Uh huh. Um. Well, anyway, there's been no no more sightings of the mouse, so I think I, I think I got it under control. That's great. That's good to hear. The gas, however, don't really know what that was about. <laughs> well, you know, I walked into my street and there was like a cloud. Maybe a different hole that the gas is coming from. Hey, woo, mouse! <laughs> hey, come on. Uh, okay. All right, uh, movie. Parting glances is the one. What year is this from? Nineteen eighty-six. Boy, that's early in his career. Mm -hmm. uh, this was, is um. How old do we think he is? I feel like he's like thirty-six. No, he's got to be like 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 twenty-eight. I think he's like, could be forty-two. I'll Google when. How was, old is he? When was Buscemi born? I bet he's born in fifty-eight. That's my guess. Wow. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. <laughs> so what, what does that put him at? Uh, twenty? No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> 29 uh yeah that's what so i was i was late 20s i was close i was in the ballpark anyways <laughs> Not 42 um this movie uh you know just <laughs> one glance at the poster and you'll know the poster is like homo erotic him... <laughs> am, am i wrong um am I... <laughs> I don't know uh... <laughs> okay so basically the poster is like it's like a a cartoon like drawing of Buscemi. Steve Buscemi in a leather jacket, like taking off sunglasses. And then behind him, it's just literally just placed behind him in a square is a photo of a man with his shirt off. Like a stick. real life, like n that's not drawn in cartoon. Like that's like he's a real man. Like then, Steve then, Buscemi as cartoon, and then like random picture of like a naked man. man. And then it, and it's a Steve Buscemi parting glances, and then underneath in quotes it just says passionate, passionate by, by the, the New, New York, York Times. Times. Yeah, he um, he looks so thin and he looks gaunt, gaunt, frail, yeah, dainty, he looks very like spindly, spindly. Yeah, um, scrolling through some images. Yeah, he just why is he dressed like a nurse? Uh, I think he's just wearing a. <laughs> a weird you said shirt. this about <laughs> Ghost World. You were like, he's some sort of blue collar worker, and it was just because he was wearing a blue collared shirt. <laughs> Is that not what that means? <laughs> so in this one, he must be a white-collared worker. Ah, yes. He's he's Some sort of lawyer or something. Um, yeah, so 
I think he will be in a relationship with a man. Yeah, there's no doubt. Which is like, you know, Steve has range. Like, he's just cool, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough to really pick up and apply here. <laughs> we really got to use our imaginations on Parting glances Parting means glances. like they say goodbye to each other and then they look at each other. That's like parting glances. I see. All right, here's here's my just. I'm gonna run with this. Okay, yeah, go for it. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. You know. Uh, That's my throat. I don't know if that they picked up, but Lena's throat just <laughs> yelled at me. He went. <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't know why it does that. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it does that. <laughs> it does like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say something. Um, <laughs> anyways, a parting glances. So I think Steve Buscemi and this guy could kind of like look at each other a lot, or like like Steve Buscemi's never done any uh, any homosexual dealings, mm-hmm. and him and this guy are gonna be you know parting glances metaphorically, looking at each other, sizing each other up, and then the glance uh, mm-hmm. heightened to a, a passionate. Quote the New York Times. Passionate exclamation point session of love. I feel like there may be denial in this film. Mm. Denial. Uh, self-loathing. Um, mm-hmm. Lust. Mm. Plenty of that. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes. A lot of them, I bet. Yeah. A real cigarette movie. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike Ghost World, which we watched before, in which we guessed his lovemaking would be stale and clinical... I see Buscemi going fast, uh, loose, and uh, experimental. Okay. Your thoughts? Um, (laughs) I think that Steve Buscemi and whoever will play the other love interest, I think their love story is going to be incredibly poetic, obviously passionate, and I think it's just going to be, like, a whirlwind romance. Um, I think me... Oh, my God. <laughs> just pulled up a picture, and his eyes have never been wider. His eyes are these size of, of uh, quarters. They're enormous. Um, I think I would agree that, like, maybe there's going to be, like, some sort of, like, identity crisis that goes along with their relationship. Um, I don't really know, like, I could kind of see Steve being, like, all in. Like, I, I would, I could see him, like, being, like, the driver of the relationship. Yeah. Um, I think, really, this is just gonna be, like, uh, I think he's gonna be, like, this, like, suave, charismatic guy, which is, like, oh, Steve? Um, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, and... We're, we're pulling up... She's pausing because I keep pulling up... I keep pulling up... Like, I keep pulling up frames from this movie. And they're just like... like stranger and stranger. Increasingly more strange. Um, I encourage you to just Google parting glances mm-hmm. and you will not be disappointed by the results. I feel like it's going to be the type of movie where, like, in terms of, like, Steve Buscemi and, like, whoever his lover will be, like everything they say is going to be like weighted like everything is like gonna mean something i feel else. like yeah the dialogue is gonna be real like uh like a film student wrote it yeah it's gonna be real like it's the 80s and like i mean like even like the name like parting glances yeah yeah 
Um, how do you see this ending? Like, what's Steve Buscemi going to learn? I see him, like, kind of just being an asshole. Like, I feel like he'll, like... I think it's going to be maybe the sort of love story where it's, like, he's afraid of something, so then he ruins it and, like, ends up alone. Interesting. I... Exhibit <laughs> this is a. a photo of him <laughs> laying on the floor while uh, listening to music with the biggest earphones I've seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Those were the first earphones ever made. They're, like, the earphones that, like, when you're in elementary school and they make you test your hearing randomly. <laughs> and they get the birds tweeting. <laughs> yeah, the and then they're, and like... And you raise your arm. Or, <laughs> yeah, and they're, like, all right, like, now we're going to do beeps. And it's, like, they start with, like, the faintest beep, beep possible and then you just assume that you're deaf. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't... Maybe he'll die or something. He might die in this movie. You think he's gonna die? Could happen. No way. Parting glances, like, to the earth. (laughs) That don't make sense. (laughs) Parting parting out of life glances. Yeah. I don't know. This one's really tough to read here. I can't tell what he's gonna be in this film. In some frames, he looks really cool with the glasses and the leather jacket. In the other ones, he looks like a sickly nurse. I think that's just him in a white shirt. I know, but I can't get past it. I mean, look at this one. Oh! That... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is a, what we just pulled It was a up. surprise gift! Also, sorry if there's a lot of other extraneous noises. Those are just people in my apartment moving around. Um, anyways, yeah, I just pulled up a, <laughs> a GIF gif of Steve Buscemi and it was just a photo of him sitting there but the gif is him uh, pulling a dildo off frame and then waggling around like looking for this <laughs> I think he's going to have a hard time being vulnerable in this movie I think like that's what his character like. I think he's going to meet someone who's like, has, like just kind of started doing gay things <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's like trying to make this guy go pedal to the metal okay you know, like, you know, Steve Buscemi's been really in the community. Right. You know, just... He's, like, forgotten what it's like to, to like, first have that... That, that yeah, that fear. Mm-hmm. And now, and now he's just whipping out dildos. Right. Trying to... In a really, like, menacing... Explore holes in the same way that guy who gave you the vaccine did. Um, Was that... Did... Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what he said. He was like, look, I'm going to give this vaccine. We just got to explore some holes. Okay. We can't, <laughs> we can't talk about it on here. That's all I want. He was really large. Like tall. He was like, eight, he was like, okay. eight, he was like eight feet tall. <laughs> just like blinking and looking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, a line you think you're going to hear in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I like it's like hard. It's hard to imagine. Like I'm not. I'm having plenty I'm having, of ideas. I'm having trouble like imagining Steve in a role where he plays like what I the kind of person that I think he's going to play. Here's a line I I think is gonna it was, uh, not so much a line but more of a noise. <laughs> Someone's oh. gonna do something and you can hear. <gasps> okay, <laughs> For the probability of him gasping. But, but but like a like a like a you know. Explain that for them. They can't. See while the I did, while I did, while I went, <gasps> I, my jaw kind of dropped, and I looked over my shoulder like someone came up from behind me. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so we're gonna hear that. Um, um, 
I could I could see him like at the end, like saying something like, "I guess I really lost the only thing I ever wanted," or like something, <laughs> something like that. Man, I guess at the end of the day, we really did part glances. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he'll drop the title in there. Yeah, I feel like at some point he'll go, "Come on, give it a try." Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> could be about anything. Not it, it'll, just be about, this. it'll be about it'll be about it'll be about a dildo. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's new. He's really like the way that he's like holding it in his hand is like he's like only hold, he's holding it like uh like the Queen of England would hold a teacup. Yeah, it's so dainty. He's waggling around. Yeah, uh, it's very gelatinous. The, like the a item bully, itself. like a bully took some kids like you know lollipop or something. Uh huh. But yeah. instead of a lollipop, it's just it's a, a fake penis. It's just a giant dildo. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, we're gonna we're gonna pause. Uh huh. I'm gonna watch to it. Watch it. And we'll see you back in a minute or so. So soon. Okay. <laughs> this is Chris. I'm halfway through the film. Um. We're at this big party. It just keeps going. Um. Everybody. Every gay man in New York is at this party. There's so many people. There's so many cigarettes. Um, they started doing cocaine. There's this large man I really like. Don't like the movie. It's confusing and it's kind of like, mm. but we'll 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 talk about it soon. Halfway through this movie, I honestly like can't really tell what it's about or where it's going. Clearly there's like a lot of like love triangles, but also like everyone seems to know about them, so like the intrigue isn't there. Um yeah, I like really I don't really know what's happening in this movie. Steve Buscemi clearly is like this young, like musician cool guy but i can't like i don't really know anything more than that so it's like fine so far okay we're back watched it uh wasn't we weren't very close no not at all our guesses were that it was going to be, well, I mean, you just heard them, so <laughs> more for our sake, I guess, <laughs> um, that it was going to be like this like big, poetic, like tumultuous relationship with like Steve Buscemi and there was going to be like some identity crisis. It was going to be like kind of like a coming of age. No crisis of identity. There no. was There was a, a, a very tumultuous relationship. Steve, Steve was intertwined. He was in there. Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really quite him uh right off the bat before we get into briefly what the movie was about did you did you like the movie i did not yeah neither did i it was so <laughs> so annoying um <laughs> i'm so pissed like, i had to spend time watching yeah. it <laughs> it was just like um like no, i didn't really think that anything happened like anything at all yeah thinking that's about so true. the characters <laughs> like where they started and where they ended was like literally exactly exactly, the same. exactly in the same spot. Such little was explained. I think about thirty five minutes of the hour and a half movie was just one party. <laughs> yeah, 
it, it took place, like, over, like, the span of two days, which, like, you know, like, whatever. That's, like, fine. But it was just, like, nothing was super special about the two days. And there was, like, a lot of opportunity for there to be a lot of things that happen. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of, like, high stakes sort of situations, and then, like, none of them went anywhere. Yeah. Also, every time we pick a movie, we're like, okay, this is one Steve Buscemi is the main character. And every single time, he's just not. He's, like, really not. <laughs> he was, like, a main character. Yeah. But, like... But he was on the poster. The biggest face yeah, on the I poster. Yeah, I kind of don't really know why he was... The main, the real main <laughs> character wasn't on the poster at all. At all Even the so... other shirtless man that was, like, on the movie poster just wasn't the main character. Yeah, it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. All right. So... so <laughs> Let's um, touch upon. Oh, that's uh, my roommate moving furniture. He's redecorating. Yeah, he's he's one chair. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he loves trash picking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically, uh, we're in New York eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two guys are they married? No, I don't. Was marriage gay marriage illegal? No, no I think it was like married. a civil union sort of situation. Because I remember at one point, like they like referred. There was a reference to, like, that they were married. Yeah, Michael and Robert. Yeah. Michael's our main character. Um, And, uh, you know, they're just, like, these guys who are, like, together. They're very in love, like, very, like, normal, just, like, stable relationships. They're always, always banging each other. They they have a very, very (laughs) Very healthy uh, healthy sex sex life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, like... Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Good. Good for them. Um, and the basically like the central conflict, I guess, is <laughs> that like uh Robert is like leaving to go to, to, go Africa, to Africa for work. For work. Um, and at first he says it's because he has to, but then later he reveals that he needs to get away because like his relationship with Michael was boring him. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then. Michael, <laughs> Michael, like, I, f- like, is really loves Steve Buscemi's character. Who he's more in love with Steve Buscemi's character than he is with Robert. And they never explain Nick where they is met. Who's Steve yeah, Buscemi? Nick, Steve Buscemi plays Nick, and Nick is just like this drifter of a man who, like, well, no, no, he's he's like a musician. And he's yeah. on MTV, but they yeah. don't say what kind of music he does. You hear his song for like 20 seconds. And it's like, you couldn't tell you what. You couldn't what. even tell what genre it was. <laughs> couldn't tell you what it was. Um, but all we know is that uh, Buscemi and uh, uh, Michael want to, you know, get together. Um, and and I couldn't even tell you what the rest of the movie is about. They're it, also like, there's like this other like young man who's clearly interested in Michael. Oh, he's a freshman at Columbia. Oh, he's really young. I didn't know he was. That's what they say. Yeah, he's a freshman oh. at Columbia who's like this young, like, you know, um, you know, uh, homosexual boy who's like, now he's in New York. He's ready to swing and swang. Mm-hmm. And he wants, you know, an older man. Yeah, he like works at like a record store and Michael like goes to the record store a lot. And so looks then at he's him a like. Lot. He's 10 years older than this kid. Right. Michael's 28 or 29 and this kid's like, gotta be like 18. <laughs> yeah. And the kid is always like, oh. I see you picked up The kid's this. got style. The kid's He's got swagger. He's pretty suave, he could, I will say. Right? I think his name is Peter. They yeah. all have, like, borderline, like, religious, like, just, like... Peter. Classic <laughs> names. Peter, Robert, Michael. <laughs> Nick. 
The one lady in the movie's name is Joan. That's a biblical name. Mm-hmm. Of Ark. For those of you who didn't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I like then uh, Robert. There's, they throw this big going away party for Robert, and the whole movie is just like the whole part. The party is like the chunk of the movie, really, mm-hmm. and it's just like just this intertwining of like people kind of like whispering to each other, and like everyone wants to bang each other, and they're all like doing blow and getting hot drunk, and and I don't even understand what happened. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, basically, it's just like um. Like, you, like, there's, like, all of these different, like, love triangles set up, but then it just, like, none of them, like, actually happen. There's a Nazi, a Nazi comes, pulls up, right? When? (laughs) The German guy at the party, the German guy at the party, there's a German guy at the party, unexplained. He's always speaking German or whatever, and then Steve Buscemi comes up to him behind him with a knife, and he says, you killed my grandmother, you Nazi, and the German guy's like, ah... I think I missed that. I think I missed that. That happened, and it was, had nothing to do with anything. It was so out of the blue. Interesting. Um, wow. Don't really know what that is about. Don't know how I missed, <laughs> how I missed that. Um, um, but basically, like, they're at this party. Uh, Robert and Michael are, like, for also, like, it's Robert's last night. And, like, he and Michael are, like, not really hanging out at all. Yeah, because well, they're kind of at odds in a way. Um, they're going to miss each other. That they're, they're at odds. Michael wants to kind of see other guys maybe and and robert talks to one of his friends from like you know his youth and he said how he uh wanted to break up with michael when they were like in the infancy of their relationship and then he stuck around and michael overheard this and then it made michael sad Mm -hmm. just like a lot of that stuff like he he said she said overhearing and this apartment is massive it's so it's just like a loft basically it's like yeah huge and this lady it's joan's apartment who's mm-hmm. this like heavyset woman who like is wearing pajamas for no reason she's an artist oh so. uh, it's a smock perhaps right yeah yeah the parties party smock she annoyed me too everybody was kissing each other everybody <laughs> chris hates that i mean like <laughs> in a pandemic really right that's yeah that's so true no. <laughs> um and yeah and then like nick like doesn't want to go to the party because he's like butthurt all the time that like michael is in this relationship with robert and then he decides to go to the party and then it's just like michael admits to joan that he's he loves nick more than he loves robert yeah and then i mean we could just fast forward to the end pretty much robert flies to africa and then and then Steve Buscemi calls Nick. Or, or no, he never flies to Africa. Well, I'm getting there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Just Nick, kidding. Nick calls Michael. Robert leaves to go to Africa. Goes to the airport. Yes. Nick calls Michael with a phone call that would suggest he's gonna like kill himself or something. Very concerning. Then Michael starts running out the door, but then <laughs> Robert comes back and he's like, "I'm yeah. home. I'm not leaving. I love you." And so then. <laughs> Then Michael goes to see Nick, and then Nick wants to go on a trip with Michael. And then we're just at the end of the that's where the movie ends, where it's just like uh, Michael wants this, he makes that commitment to do stuff with Nick, but then Robert comes home. So now it's all confused, and then that, and then it ends. And it's exactly the same as when they started. And if you don't understand it, because I explained it confusingly, it's because I don't understand it. Right. I don't, the only thing different that I can think of is that like now all of Robert's belongings are in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. 
I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit more about Steve Buscemi <laughs> and his guy. I mean, how would you describe him? Well, the other the other element to Steve Buscemi's character is that like he has AIDS, so he's like—is that what that was? Yeah, they never said it. They, <laughs> they oh yeah, they, they said AIDS. <laughs> yeah. They just kept saying like he's dying, he's gonna die soon, but they never said. Well, he like when he's making that self tape about like basically like his will. Oh, and then he's like, that's what that know. was. I thought it was just like screwing around. <laughs> no, and then he's like, all of the rest of my money is gonna go to like AIDS research. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I was like. I, I mean, I was like, okay, is it like, like kind of like, um, homophobic to just guess that it's AIDS? I don't want to say like, oh, it's got to be AIDS because that's like the gay thing, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it was like historically at the height of the AIDS epidemic. I don't know, like, I don't know, like <laughs> the context and history of AIDS. Okay. Well, anyway, so Steve, Nick has AIDS. Big AIDS here. <laughs> <laughs> um and so i think that's also just like you know like then there's like the added like sort of time pressure for michael to figure out his feelings because like maybe nick won't be around for also, so long you can't they can't if he's got aids they can't be you know making love right because one... no that yeah that's the other thing so then why would why would michael plot hole Plot hole, would he do it? Would he be well, like Well, surprisingly, Chris, there's more to a relationship than just sex. No, not these people, apparently. These people, <laughs> these people are banging every day. You kidding me? Hey. Michael, couldn't, Michael couldn't go a day without, uh, you know, it's all getting love. fast and loose. It's all <laughs> love, man. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah, there's that. I mean, like, it's also just, like, <laughs> it's just kind of confusing because, like, Steve is supposed to be this, like, hotshot musician that, like, Michael is, like, so in love with, um... Which, like, is great for him, don't get me wrong, but then, like, at the end of the day, like, it's still, like, Steve Buscemi. Like, I, <laughs> there's a yeah, part where yeah. I'm still, like, okay. Yeah, and they all talk, like, in prose. You know? There's a lot of double talk. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I don't even know, I'm not smart enough to even talk the way they talk, but it was like, they. it's like they wrote every, you could tell someone wrote them, like, you know? You could when people you could tell someone wrote the movie <laughs> when when they said what? a line you, you said a line you're like okay some like smart ass wrote that and thought it was awesome yeah I mean like the the whole like the energy of the whole thing is very like oh yeah like we're like the art crowd and like yeah. New York in the eighties like we all went to NYU or Columbia yeah, and we yeah. we hang around the same haunts that we always do and they quote um, philosophers or something or like books. <laughs> Yeah. They all read. They all read. They're all literate. Um, yes, that was like... Was that hard for you? It was hard. It was hard for me to get through and okay. watch and understand. Right. Um, all I, all though, if I ever leave to go to Africa... I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> the roommate again. Uh, if I ever leave to go to Africa, if a party like that is not thrown for me, I will be pissed off. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty good party. It was an awesome party. Yeah. It was great. Drinks flowing, you know. Mm -hmm. There was, like, a pian a, the pianist also, like, doubled as the performance artist. Well, that was, the guy playing the piano was the Nazi. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know that classic trope. Right. <laughs> the Nazi right. pianist. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so, then, yeah, so that was that. Um, yes. Yeah, do we want to play a little game? Mm -hmm. game? Game time! time game, game time! 
Game this time. This is game time. Game time. So what do you guys think of our jingle? Yeah. Let us know. The Nazi pianist wrote that. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. It was a callback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so game time. Today's game time is um, we're going to focus on Steve being a musician because, you know, yeah. why would we not? And uh, take it away, Chris. Oh, great. Wait, 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 a, wait a wax there for 30 <laughs> seconds, come up with nothing, and then you throw, you, you throw me an alley-oop that's at my feet. Hey, I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to hog the spotlight. I'm a generous performer. What, I'll just, all right, what do you think his genre of music is? We heard it, but it was literally indiscernible. Mm -hmm. Undiscernible? Is that even a word? I'm doing it again where I say things and I don't know what <laughs> something around there um i would say like i would say like if bowie did ska and it was not good okay i don't i know ska but i don't know what they sound like like i know that name you don't know either <laughs> great oh good but like in my head like that's exactly what it is okay i feel like i feel like it's like a duran duran you know them oh i know them <laughs> Uh, what, are they an 80s band? Let me look this up. They did I think so. Girls on Film, that's their song, right? Duran, Duran. Uh, they gotta be an 80s band. Yeah, yeah. 78, late, late 70s. Yeah. Did they do Girls on Film? Who did that? Girls on Film. <laughs> girl, oh, that's Girl on Film. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's Duran, Duran. Anyways, yeah. I feel like it's like a Duran, Duran, kind of like... um. What do you? What would you even describe that like? Eighties pop or eighties eighties yeah. alternative pop? Yeah, kind of All edgy, yeah, Devo, um, you know, just just like cigarettes. If a cigarette, <laughs> if a cigarette was a band, uh huh, that's uh, what his song that's, would be. Yeah. What what would what would you what would enable one of his songs be? Um. Um. We'll cut this part. Um, the thinking part. No. No, we're going to leave it. It's insufferable for our <laughs> listeners. Um, I'll let you start. I'm still just Once like, again, I've got like a lot of things percolating <laughs> alley in my head. An alley-oop thrown out of bounds. Um, I feel like one of his song names would be like, Put My Soul in the Dirt. That'd be like one of his songs. And it'd be about how like, some like guy, like, put his soul in the dirt and then he's all broken up about it and the music video would take place in a graveyard um and they'd be wearing like like leathers mm -hmm. um and there'd be like an instrument that you wouldn't think you wouldn't see in this like a like a piccolo like a piccolo like a tuba like a okay like a, a lyre <laughs> okay like a fife, a maybe. fife, a fife, <laughs> a fife, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? It's a rolly chair. Oh, I wonder where he's going. It's a massive bedroom. <laughs> Just rolling around. He's in the apartment. He's in that apartment that the party took place. Right. Long from side to side. All right, song. Um. Okay. Did you percolate? Yeah, I've been perking, percolating. <laughs> <laughs> I've been percolating. <laughs> um. I think that like. 
his song I feel like he's the type of artist where like his song titles are like incredibly specific and literal <laughs> but then the actual like lyrics of his songs are like only metaphors that like don't really make sense so I feel like a song title of his would be like cigarettes in washington square park <laughs> and then but like the lyrics would just be like you say like you say this and i say no i say that's a beatles song. i say yes that's, that's, and then you go that's a that's that's just <laughs> that's just a beatles no song. it's not you say that's a beatles song no that's you say yes i say no. you sung you say... in the exact same melody <laughs> the exact same no i'm saying that it would be you say this. I feel like his I band. Say, I feel like his band name would be like a bug, and, and there would no. be four or five of them, and then uh -huh. like they write these they like all be kind medical. of like be like folky kind of, um, and and like they would be like the most influential band ever. Um, and yeah, they, yeah. So cigarettes in Washington Square, as in Washington Square Park in New York City, obviously. <laughs> he'd he'd name songs something very specific, and then the songs would just be Beatles covers. Yeah. <laughs> that for him yeah um that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah line from the movie that you liked favorite line if you could recall <laughs> uh, here we go again yeah. you gonna percolate you need to percolate um i mean like you know you clearly you clearly already have one but there's a line, there's a line i liked uh and this probably isn't the exact words but there was a heavier set guy at the party um, <laughs> my favorite line he goes it was something along the lines of like I've committed the cardinal gay sin I'm fat and then I was like what? and then he said like I've committed the cardinal gay sin I'm fat but I'm good looking so it's okay I have the last words I may have committed a gay cardinal sin being a bit overweight but it's the self-time so-called unattractiveness that spared me from the plague uh -huh. I loved him I really, I really liked the conversation that, um, Robert had with his old friend who, like, was, it's, I believe that, like, that was the last woman that he was in, like, a straight relationship Maybe the with. only. Yeah. And so, like, they're both just, like, talking, because now they're just, like, good friends. Mm -hmm. And she was just basically, like, I hate, like, it just sucks because, like, I love men so much but gay men are just like so much more attractive. And like, I'm so in love with my fiance, but I think he's so ugly. Did she say that? Yeah. Before you did, even when we were dating, you did not. From the first date, I thought, forget it, he's too cute. And I was right. There's some cute straight guys. What an egoist. <laughs> of course there are the points. And well, then I you saw him and it was like, okay. Maybe you have a point. <laughs> a line that stood out to me and it was at the beginning of that conversation. Uh, Robert goes, all straight men are ugly. And she goes, not all. <laughs> but then she puts her fiancé down. In the category. <laughs> she puts her fiancé in the category. She's like, not all. Not my fiancé, <laughs> but not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I'll, I... I'll cut those in. Okay. Those, those have been cut in. Did you like them? Did you like them? Um, yeah, I, I honestly like didn't really like this movie. Yeah, I just like you know we had a we had a day to watch it. We had to watch it like that night and then the next morning and this morning, and I just so didn't want to watch it. I for I, well, I mean like 
I was say I forgot about it, but <laughs> I woke up this morning and it was a surprise in my mind. I will say that um, I was, you know, it was like an indie film, budget film. So I bet it was shot really quick. Um, I'm trying to find the budget right now and I can't, I can't find it. Oh, uh, it made 12 million in the box office? No. <laughs> um, okay, so I can't find how much it was made for or really anything about the production. But, you know, kind of cool maybe. Yeah, I if, understand. If you, like, if you like budget films, if you like indie films. I understand now why the New York Times was just like, passionate yeah that's all that's like all it was a nail and nailed passion it was like the the opening was like really strong and it was like okay like this is like setting the tone for like a sweeping romance and then it was just like the rest of it was just like very lackluster in my opinion what does it have on uh, rotten tomatoes let me pull this up um wow 86 86 and a 75 audience score that's pretty high I, I think that's pretty high. Huh. This is one of those movies where, like, maybe on paper it's good, but then you watch it and you're like, ugh. You know? You just walk away being annoyed. Yeah, I don't think I'll really, like, remember anything about it in a week. I remember that, that the fat guy, though. Yeah, he also was, like, okay, so, like, the, the little boy who, like, worked at the record store somehow made it to the party. And then the fat man went up to him and was like, Come to Paris with me. <laughs> I've got For the a weekend, house. I've got a house. I've got like some like really cool thing. In I have Paris. I have I have a wine, and uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all it was. It was just like mm, like I have, <laughs> it was mm. just like moaning in this boy's ear. You know you like, know the Eiffel Tower. To I have that. I have that. <laughs> and um, then and then the boy was like, Nah, beat it, Mister. Yeah, he was like. Ah, I mean, for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's what we thought about that. Um, we'll see you next episode. Two weeks. Next Friday. Oh No, um, in like two it, Fridays. Like it. Like it. Share it. And make be sure to Do follow us on social media. Mm, on I'm Twitter really... and Instagram. At Yumi Buscemi. That's Y-O-U-M-E-B-U-S-C-E-M-I. I love how when, like, we're doing the games, you really need, like, a moment, but then you just really ran with the outro. You had all... <laughs> I'm you, just, you like... Had, you're really so ready for that. that I mean, it's, cool. like... It's, you know, it's just, like... It's... Okay, that's going to stop you there. <laughs> um, again, two Fridays. Uh, thanks for Thank listening. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.